AGM coming in, and we're back. Freedy drops his soul while Dane's dropping facts. Mercenaries in underwear, they can stay put. We have football on our tongues, just minus a foot. Rugby league group showers while drinking for lane. And we're bringing this bullshit any given Monday. I said any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday, baby. Yeah. Uh. No, I was showing you the other day. I go, and he's like a news reporter, and aren't we recording? But he's like a news reporter, and it's like in the eighties or something, and the teleprompter's not working, and so he gets starts getting real frustrated, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not seeing any words. I'm not fucking seeing the words, and it's recording." And he goes, "Fuck, we'll do it live," and he throws his papers. He's <laughs> just like, "I'm running, by yeah, oh, take, take you, it, off. yeah." For sure, never showed me that, but yeah. Oh, we'll show. Yeah, it sounds like right now we're just like, "Oh, fuck it." Yeah. We're trying to think of um. It was probably that time that that I was on Zanny. <laughs> <laughs> we were Freddie and I were just going over then had a um something to like an opening opening story or something we could shoot into, and then this opening story ended up um. And triggering our, our introduction with the old uh, "fuck it, we're live" now. So, um, yeah, good, good to be back. Good to be back live. Well, we thought we thought we had to get this in before over the weekend, but we thought we'd have to get it in before we if we got locked down again, or if we we're going to stay yeah. locked down. Yeah. So we yeah we sort of um, missed missed a bit of last week. Sorry to all the fans that missed out, but um, had a bit going on, and now we've sort of put one in here to fill this gap. Because we're not sure when we're going to be able to do the next. We'll try and get it out as soon as possible. Yeah, because the next, we obviously, we're getting too big for our own boots and we have to move to a studio. Yeah. So we've got to go to, uh, we're moving to somewhere else. So the next time you should see us in, when we, if we put up like photos or YouTube stuff, we'll be in a different place, not not the dungeon down yeah. here. No, no, not the crack den. So yeah. we moved on to, on to bigger and better things. Some, I don't want to say, say. I was, yeah, we used to call it the... Uh, a rape dungeon, but I don't. <laughs> since, since Izzy's been getting in so much trouble for you see uh, Israel um, Adesanya getting in trouble for um, saying to one of his opponents, "I'll rape you." Oh, not even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, pretty good, but yeah. So he's uh, it, chat went back and forth, and he was like something like would have been around, uh, along the lines of, "Oh, like I'll rape you in the cage or something." Yeah, yeah. And then even the New South Wales Premier, um, New South Wales, fucking New Zealand, um. Uh, Premier or Prime, Prime Minister, Minister came, came, yeah, came out and was like, "Yeah, we don't, we, we don't, don't condone any of that shit." That stuff, yeah, yeah, fucking hell. So yeah, it's just you got to really watch what you say. It's just the dungeon, the, the, the R word dungeon, not the R dungeon. Yeah, know? but we're talking about not the love shack. We're talking about man on man crime. Yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah. It's a bit. Yeah, it's not man on boy or man on girl. Yeah, you know, it's man yeah. on man. It's just a couple of blokes yeah. doing blokey things. Yeah, it's probably variety stuff coming. You're yeah, fucking R word too much. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't as young and as fit as us. He's about eighty three. I don't think he could keep up with the like the rapid pace that these hips move. <laughs> <laughs> Little jackrabbit. Well, like, speaking of rabbits moving quickly, how about that game the Salvo, You know, how's that segue? <laughs> yeah. The bunny's just handling the dogs. We're recording this up in case everyone's wondering on a good Friday afternoon. Happy Easter to everyone. And um, we've just sat down for it and I watched the second half of the the doggies play the. The, the rabbits, a bit of a bit of a hard watch. It's just um, dogs can't complete sets, and when they can, they don't have any flair and attack. And then the bunnies just cruising, doing what they do. Um, Benji coming in, playing his part. Cook killing it. Yeah. Joe Arrow coming off the bench, killing it. 
Um, yeah, Cook, like it's funny because we've been talking about Cook recently and saying how much, but and then when we mentioned it just before, he explodes and does that second uh, try set up. Yeah, well, he's, to your mate, uh, to your mate Walker. Oh, and Cody Walker, he had a blinder, but he just like he's such a grub. Like if he kept all that niggly shit out of his game, like that's been the biggest knock on him for me since he's since he's really blown up over the last few years. No one can say he's not a good player because he is. Even me, when I'm not his biggest fan, I can sit here and say how great he is. But he could do himself a few massive favours just by fucking cutting the shit out of his game, you know? Yeah. Like, I really think that some in some athletes, it's the it's the competitive, like, that yeah. takes over because off the field, you kind of re- mm. really see, like, when he does his interviews and stuff like that, he's yeah. always, after the game, you always see him fine. So you hope, you hope to think it's just the competitive nature of yeah, him. Yeah, which you, know? you can understand. But, but the grubbiness in it is yeah. fucking, like, especially it was a head-high tackle and then he kind of rubbed it in while he's on there. Yeah. So fucking um, yeah. but Flanagan should have done that yeah. shit. The worst thing is, is with him, most of the time, it's, most of the time when he when he starts burning up is because someone's given back what they've copped off him. Mm. And it, it just seems like the old adage, you know, you you can take it but you can't give it. Or give it but you can't take it. Which all day he's given it to Flanagan and given it to everyone on the ground and then he gets a little bit of it back and gets up pushing and shoving and throwing blokes around. You it's reckon like, if you see him on the valley Saturday night, you've got, oh, him, man. You've got him covered? I, I would so quickly just like, Scoot three blocks away and not <laughs> no, not say a word, you know. Like, I'd square up from the other side of the cop yeah. Shop, I'd yell you know? out from you the other yeah. Fuck you, walk in and quickly yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, and then find Gros to hide behind. <laughs> Gros, help me. There's already two other guys hiding behind Gros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's still room for a few more. <laughs> Sorry, Gros, you didn't mean that. Yeah, and congrats, Gros has got like seven kids now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, well, mate. We might leave that alone. Yeah. I got in. We got a bit of backlash from last episode. We had Gros on. I'd, a few people talking to me about his about his story that he that he um unv- what the dick unveiled. rip yeah the dick rip Laney was well they didn't like it Laney was a bit more upset than anyone just because he um he just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that his couch wasn't a two thousand dollar couch it was a four thousand dollar couch <laughs> he wasn't discussed in the actions that were being foreplayed on it you know it was more about the expensive nature of his of his lovely lush sofa. I was kind of annoyed at the story because I've heard him say it a lot better. Yeah. Like I've heard it. It's like the roof, Nathan's roof story. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it said a lot better and he, the way that he delivered it on the night, it wasn't his best, I could tell. Yeah, but also we were, we were sitting in cacking it and asking him shit questions to it. And most of the time when he tells it, he's had a, he's had a few shandies. So yeah, yeah get him, get him a bit moving. But And uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a double bagger that, that, Girls, that girls would have been a triple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I could have done better. <laughs> <Sitting> <laughs> <there going. laughs> yeah, I don't think my dick would have ripped though. Nah. But then again, I've got a small one, so yeah, I don't Gros know what big ones are working with. Girls a large man. He's probably got a hog on him. <laughs> I, I say it. Yeah, it's probably got its own lungs. Just <laughs> fucking breathing down there. And a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I've led so much. Its own fucking circulatory system. Just fucking cranking out blood. <laughs> it's like a, oh, well, like just a low budget horror film. It's just got people with blood capsules and little bags just squirt blood everywhere. That was Gross's cock. <laughs> Like it turned into a horror film the moment they took that chick back. That when the horror film started, that <laughs> when that chick the door was, of Laney's when that, apartment when that chick was put on makeup before she went out that <laughs> night. That's like they're like and action, and she starts putting on makeup <laughs> because her without makeup was probably the start of the horror story. 
yeah. Yeah, because I'm so fucking good looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we rip on things we know nothing about, which is the whole point of doing it behind a microphone so That's we can't right. get in trouble. So. Yeah, good is it? How's your week been in Freddie? Freddy? We haven't, um, haven't well, been doing much. The yeah. lockdown sort of kept us apart. So. Yeah, well, it's been obviously essential work. Kids had to keep going, so I had <laughs> to keep going to work. But yeah. it was like only the, so we, we locked down Tuesday, eh? Or, yeah, yeah, Monday afternoon, so Monday, Tuesday, Arlo. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, so it just fucking sucked because it, it killed one. We were meant to go away to Maroochydore today, but what happened is even though lockdown was lifted, the complex... And if I had their name, I'd shout them out because I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Um. But Dogs. they uh they said to for us to still come. Me and one of my mates' families were both going up. We had to show po- uh uh Positive COVID COVID, COVID tests. Test. Right, but yeah. we, we had one day to get us and the kids all COVID tests. And we're like, well, we can't fucking do that. Yeah. So yeah. So we're meant to be up there, but we'll make it work. Um. The week. Yeah. The week was good. Um today i just finished i was telling you i just finished w- watching that live aladdin for the first time <laughs> yeah. with will smith yeah it got bagged like trashed i think i thought it was fucking sweet i haven't seen it so i can't really call man him, but give will smith uh will smith uh, is a gangster he's yeah. one of my favorites give him an academy award for that shit for being, he's good he's very good like because who was the voice it was um robin williams was the voice of the cartoon and yeah. you're not fucking compete like you no, can't you yeah. can't do what robin williams did no, even though can. he was just a yeah. voice you know but uh, Will Smith fucking nailed it, and supposedly he was singing as well. Yeah, well, Will Smith's got that triple threat—that sing, act, and dance. Yeah, like him, like Justin Timberlake does the same. He's not as much of an actor, but singing and dancing kills it. Rapping, those sort of those sort of guys, I love that shit. If I was turning gay, it'd be Will Smith or JT. Yeah, probably they'd, like they're getting. Well, a bit old I'd go now, Will but, Smith because he won't age as bad. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, and just sings, acts, dances. One, two, three, bang. If he wasn't a, he wasn't a gun actor, he'd still be a rapper. If he wasn't rapping, he'd be dancing and fucking. Him lives. and his missus have an open relationship. They're fucking, <laughs> you know. And his son's a gangster rapper too now. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it. He's on my Mount Rushmore for sure. Yeah, oh, 100% Will Smith. Full I am gangster. legend, bro. Yeah. Oh, Hitch. Fucking. Yeah. Man in <laughs> black. Like, he's, yeah. he's got it down pat, bro. God. Pursuit of Happiness, where he's got like that fucking weird sideburns that's and a, shit. That's a fucking good movie. He's a gangster. He's a full gangster. Yeah. What else? Oh, Shark's Tale? Yeah. <laughs> is he in Shark's yeah, Tale? Yeah, I think yeah. he is. Oh, man, he's so good. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, but and, and also that fucking um, what, uh, Jasmine, bro. Jasmine? I was watching it. With my, I had my daughter beside me. out had a rock-hard fucking penis because Jasmine's so smoking hot in it. Yeah. <laughs> the princess. Yeah, she's uh, fucking, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, enough about your live-action role-play. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> enough of a ladder that we came out like four years ago. <laughs> But um, and then last night we had the uh, another thriller of a game. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit up and down that one as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers manly game. That's right. We were just talking about the left side of the Panthers as yeah, well. Yeah, Panthers killing it. Just um, the amount of tackle breaks <laughs> that left edge had, like. Brian Toto had nine tackle breaks. Kickow had like six. Yeah. Burton had four. Luai had like six. That whole edge is just untouchable. I'd, I would hate to have been the, the right edge of Manly trying to contain mm. that shit. Well, yeah, you see Cherry Evans always trying. He's fucking getting turtled. Like he's yeah. putting his body on the line, but he didn't have the boys around yeah. him. 
Um, you, like you said, they with that left edge, they're just so over the Panthers. They're just so fucking direct. And when you got you yeah. got kick out as soon as he gets it within the twenty, you think, oh, oh he's yeah. strolling over. Yeah, he's killing it. And then kick out, and then you had Burton move to there. Yeah, yeah. After playing some quality fullback yeah. the week before, seven, eh? seven, seven. Yeah, sorry, yeah, he was gone. Yeah, got me into the match last week at seven. And his game was completely different. When he was at seven, he was controlling. He kicked for like 500 and something meters last week. So his game from being a seven who's controlling the game, kicking the ball, to going to the centers last night having tackle breaks. And he made like 15 tackles in the centers. He scored a try, set one up. Like completely different styles, but he killed it both times. Like he's a very handy. And you can see why they didn't want to let him go to the Bulldogs early. And everyone was blowing up saying, let him go. He needs to be playing first grade. But... The Panthers aren't interested in; they don't give a fuck. Like they're interested in winning a premiership, and if yeah. if having him in the squad means that the dogs have to suffer for another year, then fuck who cares about the dogs? We're trying to win a comp now, and this kid is a serious footballer. Like, if imagine if they let him go, and then Jerome Luai fucking does his ACL. Like, hopefully he doesn't, obviously, but like just in a hypothetical universe, what the fuck do they do then? Yeah. You know, you've got a perfect ready-made replacement there ready to go and you're just going to let him go just because the dogs want him early? That's it's right. like he's contracted here. Fuck. But yeah. yeah, he was exceptional. For sure, lo- lo- lose the headgear because they do nothing. But um, <laughs> yeah. that, that edge is so good. Like, yeah. And but j- the thing like about the Panthers direct attack, and yeah, say what you're going to say. The thing about the Panthers attack is they don't, even after the game that I was clear about, they don't set up as much as other teams. Like every now and then they'll like they'll have a shot and then every now and then they'll set one back and then go again. But a lot of the times they'll have a shot down one edge and if it doesn't work, then th- there's no setup play. Everyone knows what's happening and they're all in motion and their banks just going straight yeah. away. Defense just fucking thinks, oh, we survived that raid and there's another one coming at them straight away. You know what backs that point up is how much clear he gets it off an offload and stuff because he's not sitting back worrying about the next yeah. play he's always looking to score that play exactly and so he, he knows even if he knows he always stays around the ball because even if that play does stop there he doesn't have to turn around organized because everyone outside him's already ready because yeah. they know it's coming if they if they weren't ready on his outside he wouldn't be able to hang around the ball like he does because a lot of other halves will give it down that edge and then turn and start organizing back to the left where he's clear he can give it to the right, follow the ball up, and then as soon as the play of the ball comes, all he's got to do is turn and look left, and he knows everything's set. Luai's got his edge set. Yeah. The forwards in the middle know where they're going. Yeah, It's a well-oiled machine. They're, they're killing it. And, and and you got Luai, he's fucking 5'8 slash second roller. You know, they're just killing it. Killing it, bro. They're just so young, and they're showing up for each other. The way they work in defense is unbelievable. They've had 10 points scored against them, I think, all season yeah. in four games. It's ridiculous. They're, they're just, oh, they're exceptional. Um, they're go, they're going to go a long way to win the premiership if they can stay healthy, even if it is just on pure effort, because their defensive efforts have been exceptional. To keep three different teams to to zip is fucking outstanding. So, and then that's so that's Bulldogs' third game in a row zip. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've and you said they've already broken the record of this year. least points in the first month of footy. So that record has stood since. 1928 or something they said yeah so there they're in deep deep trouble <laughs> Trent Barrett's just like got a noose at home <laughs> the problem is that they've got a heaps better side this year than they did last year like they had like Kotrick's underperforming at the moment but he's a good player he's played Origin for God's sake and he, he's a big body bring Corey Allen in they bring Flanagan in they bring um, uh, 
Jack Hetherington in, all these sort of fellas, and they still just they just can't get those points. But they just really need to find something within them. Like they showed glimpses today in the first half of of being a competitive side, but just fall and falling off, you know. But I don't know. It'll be a bit brighter again next year with Ado Carr coming and Matt Burton. So there's two two more great players to add to your to your stocks. But it starts from the middle. Like you can have all the great outside backs you want, but if you're not going forward and you're not generating some quick play the balls or or stopping the other side from getting quick play the balls, you you're never ever gonna fucking gonna advance your offense. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it did and even when they were down there they didn't look like scoring. They looked like scoring on the back off something, you know. Yeah, even Kotrick, the, the decisions he made, it shows of a team that doesn't have any confidence within yeah. themselves to always look for that kick that he was doing. Yeah, and the kick, the kicking options he was taking were, were poor. Like sometimes, especially the second one, the big loop and kick back on the inside. It's like, bro, it was, it was fourth tackle. You've made a line break. Why don't we just... There's no kick. There's no option on there. The, the percentage play is taking it yourself, having a go. And if you get tackled, you still get another tackle to come back and have another chop at him. But... They just think every time they get a half chance, they have to fucking double down and try and get a try out of it because they, they don't know when their next chance is coming. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's Hopefully, it's not going to be the same situation for the Bronx tonight when they go down. Well, they, they'll be in Melbourne already to um to play the, the Storm. Yeah. Well, is it like I was saying to you before, I don't... Storm's a fucked one because Storm is, is out of... all Like, a lot of the teams on the roster this year... Storm is not like you can go down and just out hard them. Yeah. You know, where like, I, I think like if the Bulldogs really stood up a bit more, you saw there was that passage where it was a bit of an arm wrestle after yeah. half time where we yeah. saw not much. And score. even in the first half, it was a bit of an arm wrestle. Yeah. So, yeah. I know what you mean. Like to get one of those sides where you can get away with winning just through just through sheer effort. Yeah. It's not against Storm. Yeah, Storm isn't, isn't one of them. Like, That's why I think what Bronx you were saying at 850 now. Yeah. So I'm definitely loading up on it just to, for the miracle. Yeah, I don't know if that miracle, like it's called a miracle for a reason, dog, you know. And we'll find out if Dearden's playing before the hour. Yeah, so the they team list always gets clarified an hour before kickoff. So you can pretty much bet that Dearden will move back into the side again. Um, I heard somewhere through the week that he was going to start at seven. They were going to just drop Croft clean. So um, I don't know how... Yeah, that's going to go. So, yeah, at the moment, they've still got him as 18th man. And that will be finalised at 6.05. Would you be going, if you're coach, would you be going, so you're Kevy, are you going uh, Dearden and then when we get Stags back, Stags at 5.8 and then putting Milford back to fullback to use him for a little bit of money's worth? The only problem is, Sarko's not a great fullback. But he's been all right this year so far. Not but, good. But has, has the wing has been good enough to keep him from going back to wing? Yeah. Well, David Mead's been really good. Yeah. David Mead, in his three games, he's had like 50-something carries. So it was 20 the first week, like 16-odd last uh the second week, and 20-odd 20 20-odd 20 last week, uh, week just gone. So if your wing has given you that many carries, he's been pretty safe too. He's an experienced hand. And Xavier Coates is has like almost three quarters of the Bronx total tries. He's had he's got five tries or something. So you'd be hard pressed to push either of them out of spot. I just don't know where where we go from here. The problem being is too, once Stags comes back, if he doesn't go to 
to 5'8". Farnworth's been playing great, and so's um, Tessie New in the centres. So yeah. we've got this problem where we're, we're a side that are struggling to win games, but then there's also... We've got all these guns we're trying to find spots for, but for some reason we're, we're, we're not clicking. So it might be better this week. Hopefully we welcome, very much welcome back the inclusion of Payne Haas. Thank fuck. Thank fuck for that. And Matt Lodge comes back. He starts, pushes Payne Guy to the bench. So He's, um, who's out for the storm? Is, uh, how, how long's Paps out? He's back. Pappenhausen ah, okay. will play. So I'll, I'll just, we'll quickly skim through the lineups. Look. The Melbourne look pretty similar to what they did in round two. So the only re-inclusion this week is Pappenhausen, and then the bench is yeah. I'll try to I'll try to get this pot out just before the game anyway. So <clears throat> the bench is pretty much the same. Kamakamitha, Lewis, um, Aaron Penne comes in on the bench with Nico Hines too. So they both move in. But the Broncos are the exact same lineup from last week, except Hass and Lodge come back in the front row. Oh, and Asiata comes back in on the bench, which drops Reese Kennedy, um, Ethan Bullymore, and Tom Dearden. But I'd like, I'd rather, I'm leaning towards the idea that Dearden will be on the bench come 6.05 when they name that final, yeah. final 17. Um, a few more. There's a couple more games this week that are yeah. destined Before to that, be... while I think about it, Dana, what did you think about the news uh, about the USA comp? <laughs> yeah, I'd. I didn't even know any of that was going on. So when the when the post came out, yeah, I, was thinking, I. Um, I was thinking, "Fuck, this is alright." And they've well, they got um, almost ten teams or something. So yeah, so it's funny because you see it on social media. Then everyone, like I've had fucking people calling me all all week about it once it's been dropped. But it was like you saw this. Um, what is it called? The NARL. Yep. So you got the NARL. They're like five days to go for an announcement. Four days to go. Yep. And it's like fucking Gabbo off the Simpsons. Remember yeah, get that yeah, episode yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like three days till Gabbo. Yeah. And I was like, what's a Gabbo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I was kind of like, obviously, I'm talking to Offerdale. He had a, a um, he has his um, hands in it. But I was I didn't understand what the fuck like it, was it just going to be another USARL because USARL still going yeah suppose you know and then you've got this new one the NRL NARL that they're calling professional yeah you know they're giving the the um the actual heads are giving each team a certain amount of numbers but then you go on social media and you see some of the teams are like when they got announced and they're announced in the competition, they're like, oh, this is news to us. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck's happening, you know? Yeah. It's, this has been done two, three times. We've already had, you know, this has been done before. They yeah. AMNRL um, uh, said they were, like, that's how it started. And then the USARL, it's, it's always been about the, the people running it rather than the actual product that they're trying yeah. to sell, you know? They just need to be a bit more, like, not inclusive because they're trying to fit everyone in, but just a bit more transparent with yeah. with their, the clubs they're trying to trying to bring into it and obviously the people they're trying to entice into playing slash coaching slash officiating, um, all the, the sponsors, the viewers, all that stuff. They just need to be completely transparent because it sounds like, from what you just told me, it sounds like they're, they're trying to build an empire without 
giving every piece the fucking the required information right. to make it work. So. And then you had Kelly. They had Kelly teams announced, but I think Kelly just sticking with their own, like our boy Dill. I think he's just sticking with his yeah. own competition. But well, who knows? This is all hearsay that I hear, hear from. But I talked to Offerdale, and I see some of the things that Offerdale writes to um, fucking haters online as well. And, you know, people that just want to put it down before, like, let's give it a go. But he's like, uh, let's just all forget like remember that it's about rugby league in the end yeah. like it's about trying to get this thing going over here yeah. and not everyone just being thinking that they can they can be like that especially man over there you fucking if you went over there you see it all the time and it fucking fuels me you get the fucking aussie that's played like fucking he's been playing probably like open twos but because he's aussie he goes over there he fucking knows everything about rugby yeah, league right. yeah or any like so, kind of coach or anything that goes over there that hasn't coached any sort of level over here yeah. but because they're aussie everyone listens to them and stuff yeah, and they're oh this is how we were and that's the, there's people like that in those areas that ruin those clubs yeah man. so yeah it's it's easy to see why you get some talent there that don't want to stick around because just the the levels of coaching and the level of yeah. experience they get over there isn't isn't up to scratch man when i was over there i used to get hit up like boys would message me and be like oh how much are they paying over there and i'd be like nothing motherfucker yeah. i paid for my own flight ticket to come over here yeah. i'm 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 an american you know, i'm an american i paid for it over here i just the boys put put me up for free yeah. and i'm just playing i'm playing because i love it over there but yeah. you know and and it's a different experience playing in a different country mm. but it's not like you, you get so many people reaching out going oh yeah, how much are they paying and how do I get a part of this? And Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking know. I just, um, I've, I don't know how to, how I would take it, especially over there. You'd need at least a couple of key figureheads to, to run shit that know what's going on and that have a very good rugby league mind because just having blokes there who just want to, want to kick up a competition just to get it started and then, a couple of blokes at, at each club that just that just like rugby league that's not enough you know like you need you need minds you need rugby league minds yeah. and you need people who are passionate about it but you also need like man over there you need fucking <clears throat> referee camps like you need people that are yeah. willing to say I'll be a referee each week cuz sometimes yeah. uh like in the last the last couple of times I've been over there you you uh, someone will be like yeah i'll ref on the day like one of the players has to ref you have shit like that they need like designated fields and i think this new comp's doing a good i think they're saying that they're doing like every round's a magic round so oh, like so in those conferences plays. everyone goes to one field and plays which <coughs> makes good which is a good way of doing very it. good idea because then you don't have to try and sum up five different referees no. on one day at five different grounds get and, and five these, different fan bases and, and five over, different yeah teams. over there these guys are renting grounds from like high schools and shit so money goes to grounds and yeah. stuff it's not like we they have their established clubs better idea because that way you can you can put in and if you get what three or four games on in the one day yeah. at one venue then you can get one maybe two refs and then that's all you got organized and you only got to organize one first aider to sit there for the day. You got to organize one canteen to run, or or one fucking food van, or whatever it's yeah. it, whatever it's got to be. You know, it's heaps easier than doing it at ten different locations across the whole of America. It's a fucking nightmare. Oh fucking nightmare! But yeah, as long as they as long as they can keep their heads on and do it properly, and obviously become more transparent with with their um with their users, I'm sure it'll work. Yeah. There's enough. There's enough people over there. It's three hundred and forty million or something. Yeah, I know. Like, surely you can get enough blokes 
around to get a get a decent competition going. So there's just too many guys. There's too many fucking chefs in the kitchen. Over the, you know that's what yeah. it comes down to. A lot of the times when you see this, especially with the USARL and stuff, they could never agree on shit. That's why our boy Nate Gladden stopped being involved with them. And I talked to Nate about this already. I messaged him. We should um call him in on the next pod yeah, at yeah, our next studio. 100%. But um call him on in and see because he was like nah i'm just gonna like offer to like commentate if they want that kind of shit and stuff yeah, like that but well you can see why he would be a bit deterred by it trying to he gave gave his heart and soul his sweat and blood yeah into into trying to get the, the ground off the game off the ground over there and obviously um too many too many indians not enough too many chiefs, not enough Indians, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck it is. It's just everyone wants to be a leader and it pushes blokes like Nate out. Obviously, Nate's only got the best of intentions and yeah. trying to get it going. But if you lose someone like him who's, who's a passionate bloke who wants to make a difference, there's one big loss already. So yeah. as long as this new competition can make sure that they're, like, they're not losing blokes like Nate. Now Nate's just got his hot-ass missus. He's just worried about Boston. <laughs> yeah. It's smacking out a great podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking um, of who's not great, yeah, how's Manly going? You know? <laughs> Man, fucking terrible. Wait, probably the worst side I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never been more grateful to be supporting the Wooden Spooners until I've seen yeah. Manly run around because we'll pump those. Ah, uh, Broncos have got 30, 40 points on. Oh. Um, Kieran Foran should have retired. Like he is a defensive liability. <laughs> and but the blokes both sides of him aren't too handy, but he he is the the pole of defensive weakness, and in attack he is shocking at the moment. Like Manly just need to cut their losses with him, get him out. Josh Schuster bang straight into the six. That kid's playing in the back row. You've got a young kid, eighteen nineteen years old. Who's a five eight? Who they're just playing in the back row, going to burn him out before he even gets a, they gets a should, chance. Wait, they should. They just got to go. Wait, look, Cowboys, Bronx, um, Tigers, Bulldogs, and and Manly. Just go kick sticks and play a magic yeah. round, and we'll finish the yeah. season on that, and then we'll take it from here. Crazy, but uh, yeah, Manly's real bad. Like they they make Broncos look like world beaters. Yeah. Yeah, and then Broncos will, gonna, pro- will probably go and lose. Big, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a couple of good games come up for Manly. Well, you know, Bronx and Dogs and those sorts. So yeah. Maybe possibly winnable games. Yeah, there's just uh, and there's no yeah, there's no um and the Tigers are possibly maybe winnable maybe. And even like last night, Dylan Walker looked out of place at fullback. You know, they're just um they're just missing plenty. Like without Travojevic in there, they don't have any spark and attack and. The defense is just—they've lost Fanua Blake over and the off season, and Fanua Blake was one of the key go forwards. And now it's pretty much just everyone thought Taniella Paseco would come in and kill it. He's playing all right, and Josh Aloya is playing all right, but they're just—it feels like they're just missing. They're just missing pieces. So Tapao's going forward well. Jake Javovich is trying his stones out as and he Jake, does. And Jake, you see him going nuts behind oh. the line. You know, there's fucking yeah. there's no talk out and there or. Old Jake the Snake, he's one of the one of the good guys of rugby league, and he's always a hundred and ten percent. But he's trying his stones out, and his boys are giving him nothing. Cherry Evans is trying his stones out as well. Fuck, and then the rest of them are just letting him down. I thought Brad Parker, the left center, has been good, but other than that, they're just missing. Like the dogs, there's there's effort, but they're just just missing. Like, uh. but anyways, I don't know what I don't know what they do about that. Fucking Desi's gonna have to. Desi's tenure's 
I don't know, he might have might have re-signed a contract, but surely it can't be worth much if they don't start winning games because you're not gonna you're not gonna stay anywhere in any role for too long if you're getting pumped each week. But but with all these teams, there's always fucking. It always comes around. Like there's always a, a evolution of like the ups and you know we see in Para they went they were yeah, cellar dwellers for so long yeah. and now they're riding high. So you know? Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle had come exactly. back up. That's the thing we talk about in rugby league, but we spoke about it the other week with Keno when he was here about maybe a draft to order to fix these problems with teams getting their way to the bottom and staying there. Yeah. And with Newcastle, they did it the hard way, and Newcastle did it the right way. Same as the Titans. You go out, you spend big money on a young superstar. So Newcastle did it with Ponga, and then Titans just did it with Fafida. Oh, Men in Black, bro. I mean, um, Bad Boys as well, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Bad Fuck. Boys. How that's, do we forget about that's that? That's the that number is, that one, That is number bro. one. That's yeah. good. That's good, Freddy. Yeah, man. So you weren't listening to anything I was saying? You're no, thinking I was Will thinking, Smith movies. Well, you, you talked about how much you like Jake, and I was like, oh, that's probably because he doesn't like black people, and then I started thinking about black people again, and then I was thinking <laughs> about Will Smith. <laughs> you pick out the one white guy in Manly <laughs> Team, and then... <laughs> Jesus, all of a sudden I'm a fucking racist. <laughs> Jesus. But no, like that, those teams, that Newcastle and the Titans, they've done it the right way. They go out and they spend big money, get Ponga, and then Ponga attracts Pierce, and then Pierce, you get Blake Green, and then and then you get your Tyson Frizzells and all these boys. And that's how you build your way from the bottom. Whereas Manly have haven't committed to any sort of a rebuild yet. Like the Broncos haven't really either. The Cowboys haven't either, and this is and neither of the Tigers. And that's why these sides are the ones that are that are dipping down. Whereas Sides like the Dragons who are willing to make moves and bring blokes in on slowly on the on the trend up. Newcastle, the the Titans, they're on the trend up because they're willing to make those moves. Where Manly cut cut the dead wood and just fucking get on with it. Same as the Bronx, people have been begging to get the dead wood out. Milford gone, yeah, and bring spend that money. Even use Milford's million dollars, you buy two five hundred thousand dollar decent option five eights. Or five eight, maybe you get another decent fucking middle. You can do a lot of you can do a lot with your squad with that money. Plus, not just the players in, it's a fresh look. You're not playing the same boring old style. The Bronx have looked fucking pedestrian for a long time. So with moving players on and and bringing new coaches in, you you, you liven up your up your squad a bit. So to get off the bottom of the ladder, you need to do these make these moves. And without a draft system. For teams to get off the bottom, it takes a lot longer. But it, and it's also, you look at Penrith, going back to them, and I think the commentators said last night, which made me think about it, is like they're doing this with one international player in their team. Yeah, exactly. They're all a bunch, they're just all buying into the system, you know? Yeah. And because Penrith, have they, they've just worked for each other the whole time, and they have the system there that's working. So they don't need to worry about all this other outside noise, about signing people, about this... Because their system works. They come in, they work hard, and they work for each other. Whereas if your system's not working, you have to make changes, whether it be through players or personnel around the club or whatever it is. But with a side like the Broncos, their system isn't working and hasn't been working. And their personnel, their players, they haven't been working. But yeah, but it's different. Okay, Like it's different to where... The attitude from the coaches, right? So you had Seabolt, who seemed like he was the biggest cocksucker in the world. There was always he'd, he'd he'd always shed blame, like he'd he'd always be like, "Oh well, it's just not good enough," like that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you have a Kevy 
the style of um, the way that he answers his questions and stuff. He puts it on his back as well. Yeah. He goes, "We got to go back. We got to go. I got to. I. I got to look at my like. Look at yeah. what I'm doing. Look at what they're doing." Yeah. Where Seabolt would be like, "Oh, it's just not good enough from the boys." Yeah, and Caesar's the one. The, the and so is the coach is doing it for the Cowboys yeah. as well. What's his name? Um, um, Todd Payton. Yeah, Todd yeah. Payton is is just brush and blame yeah. as well. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wear it. The whole the whole organization's gotta wear it. And with Seabold, he would would barely wear it himself. And then he'd almost make excuses for the playing group too, because he was so analytically um, orientated. He was a ex-teacher, ex-teacher, very very numbers based. He'd come out, we'd lose a game by twenty points, and he'd say. We won these five major statistical categories. We had more run meters, more more this, more that, better kick return, all this sort of shit. And then he'd say, "Oh, I don't know what's what's going wrong." And I was, it doesn't matter how many statistical categories you're leading. If they're scoring twenty four points and you're scoring none, you're not doing good enough. Yeah. You lose. Then there's big problems somewhere. Just because that stat says you were better, doesn't mean you were better. So you you can't just fucking brush the blame. Say, "Oh." We we performed better than them, but we didn't win. It's like no, you didn't perform better than them. Yeah, or else you would have won. Were we talking to someone that also told us the way that he talked to his players is quite teacher esque as well? Yeah, it would have been like a bit it'd belittling. be yeah, fucking anyway. There's a there's a couple of games on tomorrow. Freeds. Yeah, Saturday, so we got double what, games. What do you think about? So we got Sharks, Cowboys. Obviously, anything can happen there. Yeah. Um, and then Titans, Raiders, and they're both those games are at. They've both been relocated, and they're at. Um, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium at Cogra. Yeah. So there's a double header down there. Nice. Um, Sharkies and Cows, that could go anyway. I think a smart man did tip the Sharkies, but Cowboys really need something. So yeah, if, if I, was, think, if I, was, I think you might tip Comp, I tip Cows for If that. there's going to be yeah. a week for them to, to get up, for, they need they need something. like Especially after last week, they've dropped Jake Clifford, Ben Hampton comes into seven, Val Holmes starts at fullback. Yeah. Um. They need. They need something. Maguire gets a start finally. Um. If there was a week for him to do something, it'd have to be this week, surely. And the Sharks, they've been unlucky. Like last week, they had three HIAs and a knee in the first half, so they played forty-five minutes with the one unit that already gassed against uh, against a good parasite and hung in there for most of it, but then just got a couple of late tries put against them, which which hurt them, but. Yeah, uh, I, I'll be tipping the Sharks. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to chase in my tipping comp, so I went to Cows, yeah. and then I also went Titans on the Raiders just to try to get you know get some points back. Yeah, well, the Raiders haven't looked very good like and, so far this season. And They're, Titans at two dollars thirty five, man, yeah, that's a, not bad money. Yeah, just for me, the 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 Raiders have come out and they've they've sort of looked likely, but they've just been missing. I don't understand if if you're a Raiders fan. I would be filthy that Jack Whiten's not seeing ball. Jack Whiten, you've got the Dalian winner from last season as your as your left side half, and George Williams on the right is just taking all the ball. And even when the ball's coming left, it's going through Williams first. It's yeah, like, it's it, like the Whitten's, hooker can't see past Williams' nose, probably. He's yeah, just, exactly. He's, and he can't hit a face ball. Well, they've got that fucking that Hodgson. <laughs> that's <laughs> shit chat. That's shit chat. The Hodgson and Williams have that pommy background where I think they might have been like fucking schoolyard bros back in England. Yeah. Because every time Williams needs wants the ball, he just gets it. Whereas Whiten is your Dalian winner from last year, the best ball running half. In well, the he comp. just he just knows how to talk to call it, you know. <laughs> that is shit. 
But yeah, if you're a Raiders fan, you're, you're looking for for Jack White to get some more rock. Yeah. But other than that, they they they're they're there about. So it's going to click eventually. But I don't know. I think I'll be tipping. Um, I might tip Canberra. Well, dollar sixty. That's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Just. Well, I don't know. That's another one could go either way. The only reason I'm going there is because Tanner Boyd playing six is going to be. I don't know. Without putting all that all that pressure on Fogarty, it's a bit much. As long as Fafita and Tino have big games and Peachy has another cracker yeah. and Fodder Waker off the bench does what he did last week, they're always in with a shot because that go forward and that forward pack they've got there now is really, really working. Jared Wallace even coming on. Jermaine Jaleffi is killing it. So with, with those sort of guys going forward, they can win just about any game they're in as long as they're having a good one. So... That's a hard one to tip, but yeah, I don't know. I think Canberra might just it just edge them out. Yeah, I don't think I'll be betting on it. I was just trying to chase tips. Yeah, there's it's, yeah, there's hard hard week for betting unless you're betting on these first three games where they're all blowouts. Yeah, but then um, we finished up with the Roosters and the Roosters, sorry, Roosters Warriors Knights Dragons. Yeah, so I went I went um I fucking think I went Dragons on that. Oh jeez, in Newcastle. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. I, 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 yeah, because last week was trash for me. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just fuck around this week and then I'll just probably stop tipping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how you just stop yeah. on that? They give you like every home team every or something. Team. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I'll tip Newcastle again. They were pretty shit ass last week, getting beaten by the Tigers. Surely they, they'll come out with a bit to prove. And uh, Mitch Barnett's cleared to play. Um, Jaw. Um, Big Safidi is cleared to play off the bench. Um, so, yeah, they, they haven't really lost anything. The Dragons lose Ben Hunt with that press fracture in his leg. He played 40-odd minutes with last week. So that'll bring Adam That's Clune when they said he, the play, he was playing average, yeah, and he had a fucking yeah, fracture in his leg. broken leg. But um, that brings Adam Clune in. Um, the, the Dragons, are, they've been playing well, so they're still in with the shot. But, yeah, I don't know. Roosters... Warriors, this one is probably the most interesting game of the round. Just with the Roosters having so many injuries. Yeah. Um, you lose your five eight and and your half back. Um and they're still paying dollar forty five. Yeah, well any side with James Tedesco in it um yeah. is pretty likely to, to win any game they, they trot out. Especially you still got that back line almost unchanged except for the halves. You got Tedesco, Tupo, Josh Morris, Joey Manu, and Brett Morris. Brett Morris scoring a million tries at the moment. Oh, he's, yeah. he's untouchable. He's a thousand years old, but he, he doesn't care about that. He just Warriors keeps have got moving. Adam Pompey, which is, reminds me of Coach Bombay on the uh, Mighty Ducks, which just brought out a new series. <laughs> And it's got the same coach, Coach Bombay. Fucking sweet. We're gonna watch just it. segue into Mighty Ducks. That's good. <laughs> One of the boys at Wavell that I coach um, in the Year Seven side, he um, he looks like Duxbury, the goalkeeper <laughs> of the Mighty Ducks. And I, and I keep I keep calling him Duxbury, and and he's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "It's the other Mighty Ducks." And I'm like, "Fuck! I hope he doesn't find out who Duxbury is." <laughs> <laughs> it's, anyway, that actor went on to be a mad crackhead, but now he's sober again. So. But yeah, shout out to Adam Pompey. <laughs> it's Pompey, but yeah, <laughs> Pompey. Nah, but Warriors are playing good footy too. The good, real big inclusion for this for the, the Roosters is the, the debut of Sam Walker. Yeah. So that's a massive one. This is another one the Bronx have let go in the last few years. Sam Walker, he's, he's, he looks like he's 80 kilos ringing wet. Yeah? I think he is. I think he is. But 
by all accounts, a fucking superstar. Well, I've watched his highlights. He's fucking... Yeah. And even in even since he's been down in Sydney, he's played three games so far for North Sydney Bears and been just about the best on ground every week. Yeah. And that's that Canterbury Cup, the New South Wales Cup competition, is fucking strong. Like That's a very strong competition. And... He's just handling it. He, yeah, he's a fucking goer. So it's just, be, yeah, it's because we see, especially when we look at their team sheets compared to like Queensland Cubs team sheets, we're feeding the three clubs, right? Yeah. And you've got so many clubs around the yeah. city base, so we see so many NRL boys around yeah. that comp makes it makes it so strong. Yeah. Well, in that competition, there's pretty much every club is affiliated to an NRL club, and and even then, NRL clubs are f- affiliated to one or two. Not like the Broncos who split three, the Cowboys who split three or four, you know. So there's no, there's not like this mad spread of players coming down from from the grade above. They sort of just come filter all into one team, and you're looking at um, eleven blokes in a first grade squad running around for North Sydney and shit yeah. like that. So, and even if they're not, a lot of the blokes that are still there anyway are ex NRL or or careered careered um, professional footballers. So. For a bloke like Sam Walker at 18 years of age to go down there and absolutely fucking tear him apart as a halfback is pretty impressive. So I think only good things can come for, for Sam Walker. Especially after the, the amount of raps he's got on him, um, watching him leave the Bronx was hard and it's going to be even harder if he goes out tomorrow night. And fucking and, kills him. And carry, carries a, a busted up Roosters side, which wouldn't be too far-fetched considering the Roosters' um, forward pack is still... Top shelf. They've they've lost Lindsay Collins for the week with that head knock, but they've still got Takayaho and Jared Wariha, Greaves and um, Angus Crichton, Tupanua, Victor Radley. Like still a great pack. So um, as long as they're going forward, it's going to make any young half's job easier. Yeah. And Tedesco will, will take take a lot of control. So they're they're, they're still in, in good stead. Um, last game of the weekend, the Tigers and Parramatta. They play Monday at Stadium Australia. So that's another one that's sort of become a bit of a fixture on the Easter weekend, uh, the Battle of the West. Um, <clears throat> I think you'd be mad to tip the Tigers. I think Parramatta are just too strong at the moment. They're, they're, they're free from injury at the moment. Um, Ryan Madison comes back from that head knock. Um, they've got yeah. role players they've brought in, like Isaiah Papali. He comes over from the Warriors last year, and he's just absolutely killing it. Um, Murata Niakore playing in the centres. Who's filling in for um, uh, Wonga Blake, who went out early with a bit of an injury and can't win his spot back because the back row they moved in the centres is performing too well. So um, they're just um, they're just a well oiled machine at the moment. Para, they're killing it. And the Tigers, just um, I don't know, they got a win last week, but Newcastle played terribly, and I can't see them winning too many games myself. Nah, nah, they'll be. Uh, that's like I said. They'll be at that magic round with the Bronx and that. Yeah, yeah, I can't see them doing too much. But yeah, I think that uh, the Eels, even if they limped over the line, I see them getting that win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They've just they just got it working at the moment. They they go forwards crazy. The forwards are playing well, and off the back of it, um, they got a great back line. And also, nice Eels so. have got Will Smith at number sixteen. <clears throat> yeah, just. <laughs> He's out there just fucking, just, uh, fucking just bad boy. Yeah, boys, fresh Prince of Bel Air straight up <laughs> off the bench. But um, that's another one, fresh <laughs> Prince. Oh, yeah. in, yeah. that, in that too, he raps and fucking like he even raps his own intro yeah. to his own TV show. Well, bro, he's a, he's he's a, that's the reason why Eminem used to diss on him so much because he never swore in all his raps. He was a clean <laughs> rapper. 
Yeah, he's still clean. He put out that new song with Joyner Lucas last yeah. year. He doesn't swear or nothing. He's just a gangster. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, yeah, when Joy, yeah, when the one that Joyner prompted him, I like yeah. gave him mad. Yeah, yeah. just so, ups. Yeah, man. So we started on Will Smith. We'll end on number sixteen. Number sixteen, Will yeah. Smith. What's you got planned for the rest of the weekend? Um, not much. It's just a, um, I don't know. It's a weird time at the moment, especially with this Rona around. I might just um, try and get some exercise in in the morning. Keep this rig losing the weight. I'm trying to knock a few kegs off before we start playing. Put the ball in properly. a uh, soapy bucket, please. Yeah, mm. trying to catch some footies. <laughs> I had a shocker last night at training. I think I dropped about ten rocks. So, um, but yeah, I just. Were you wearing Keenan's boots? Yeah, you? it was Keenan's boots. Were they clown shoes or no, no, no they were tight. They, they fit perfect, oh, yeah. but they're just yeah, just not my norm, you know. So that's an, one thing I do have to do is get down to Rebel. Shout out to Rebel Mitchy if you want to um, hook your boy up with some discount. We'll get you a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, that's not a bad idea. We should start shouting out sporting brands and get some. Um, yeah, well, if we're going to do that way, we got to go get it, clean this act up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to do some fucking yeah. actual real sponsors. <laughs> Doing eight-year-old Rebel. But we have been drinking our Brick Lane Avalanche again today. Oh, we had yeah. two each yeah, and good. it got us rocking and rolling yeah. pretty good. Pretty well buzzed. Yeah. Um, we, we are thinking about also doing a, a number board, so we might get that running soon we're going to get some more um some more merch and maybe some more sponsorship so so yeah within the next week we'll be coming from a different studio we'll have another regular uh another regular member on this uh we got obviously righty will just be a a guest like a a guest when he can you know because of um how much he's got on his plate at the moment so we have Righty coming in whenever he can, hopefully, and then. But we've got uh, another regular guest, yeah, another regular, time. well, not a guest, a fucking another regular host on this. Yeah. So I don't have to fucking. I can stop watching some uh, less NRL than I've been lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so good. I can't wait because our yeah. new studio for those listening is is gonna be sort of on the northern side of town, whereas Freddie's out in the west, and I'm sort of more central. So yeah, it's gonna be good. So I get Freddie to pick me up every weekend. I don't have to worry yeah. about and then, drinking beers and driving. Then I'm the fucking oldest on the podcast then aren't i fuck man you've been the oldest on here for a while no nah, right man yeah <laughs> <laughs> right man's 50 right, he doesn't bro. even count bro he's like a thousand he doesn't have an age he's like jeff he asked jeff how old he is and then right he's the same thing bro just 69 yeah that's right he had his buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right he's just old because yeah he's just always been there like right he's just yeah and he does. He hasn't changed much since uh, since I first. Nah, remember. since since Ramsey Street, bro. He hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, dude, I saw. I watched the intro for Neighbours the other day with yeah. my mum, and there's four people I know on there. You got Toadie is still on there, and he's yeah. got kids now. I wonder what their salaries are, like, because they're they, obviously no, getting they paid. Lo- oh, yeah, bro, they love it in England. Yeah, in England. Oh, yeah, and Home it. and Away, they froth more, don't they? England love yeah. Home and Away, home and, away and, and their neighbours, yeah. I, just, I was watching it because I used to watch it a bit when I was a kid. I got I, like, I got onto bro. like Neighbours for about a year yeah. and was like, oh, about a week has happened in this year yeah, yeah. on this show. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. And it's like, how has this one street got so much drama happening? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to live there. And that's the same as Home and Away. Like, you go to beautiful Summer Bay and then there's like natural disasters, teenage pregnancies. It's yeah. just like, fuck, it's obviously not a great place to live. You yeah. can pump it up. You got that elfy elf or always yeah, creeping yeah, on young chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck! I couldn't do home. Away. I did neighbors for a while. Yeah, and after watching the just like the the like the opener the other night, 
It was four people I knew. I was devastated because I, I, well, I remember Joe Scully kind of had that hot blonde daughter. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. What was her name? Can't remember because all the all the young ones are different. Yeah, the we only look the, her up. the only ones left are Toadie, um, Carl, and Susan. Doctor Carl. Yeah, and Susan. Yeah, and then um, Paul Robinson. You know the the old fucking old baddie. He was the, he was the bad guy. He was always the fucking ah. Yeah, what about Paul. Harold? Did he die uh, in real he's life? He's gone. Or? I don't know. Well, I only watched this, the, the the last variety. Roddy or no He's probably yeah. on, on speed dial right? Yeah Old friends Let's shoot down the Ramsey Street Cafe for, for Man Roddy could seriously Make some coin On OnlyFans Jacking off Like he's Joe <laughs> Scully Like Or James <laughs> Roberts <laughs> could you Scroll up in the Tigers Till you find James Roberts And yeah. tell me he doesn't look Exactly like Adam Wright Ready Go on look Right there <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking I'm twins, bro. <laughs> With that hair, yeah. They're twins. Uh, on that, we're starting to blabble a bit, talking yeah, a bit of shit. But Ryder, you're definitely James Roberts, yeah. anyway. Anyway, we're breaking down neighbours from now on as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, keep in touch. We're gonna do a neighbours weekly yeah. review. But we're coming from you from different studio next week. Yeah. So stick on, um, stick on the socials. We're gonna put some photos up and that. And we'll. We'll get you involved. We'll get a, any more confirmation, our number board, all that sort of stuff going up. So there'll be some good stuff coming. A couple of big guests lined up, a couple of things happening. So Will Smith. Stick by the chaps. Yeah, Will Smith's <laughs> coming in. Him and Martin Lawrence are going to pull Bad Boys 4 straight up in this pitch. And then um, we're going to do like a fresh pinch style. Well, we, we're going to let him run a train on us. So. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll be back in a week. Ish, ish, weakish, ish. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll be in touch anyway. And and our third co-host, who's going to be a um uh, a regular, he'll be he'll be here. He's excited to excited to speak to you all. He is um he is a, he is a um a known He's known a source head. in the podcast world. But yeah, we'll get on to that, and we'll talk to you in a week. Make sure you stay loyal. Don't be a mercenary, and go the Broncos. <laughs>